0: My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome in to Judd's Hockey Show. Judd Zolgad, co-host and executive producer, a man of many talents, Declan Goff. We are um, now in the midst of, after the frenetic frenzy of the beginning of free agency and certainly some deals being made in the National Hockey League last week, Declan Goff. We have now slowed down a little bit more, but there is, are still things to talk about, including a, a potential um, trade that the Wild might be making. But before we get to that, mm-hmm. let's get let's get into the quotes. And there's not a ton of them that piqued my curiosity, uh, but there was at least one that I found to be intriguing. Wild coach Dean Evason yesterday on a uh, Zoom call from his home in Montreal, basically just sort of giving a state of where things stand, for him. And Dino, you know, I'm not going to say he's Boods. He's certainly not Mr. Excitement. He doesn't uh, cut open veins. He basically goes into coach speak as quickly as much as possible. But every once in a while, he'll, he at least has to throw out a nugget, right? Like a nugget of information of what are you thinking about this? Uh, So in free agency, the wild, of course, lost a few players including Nick Benino who signed, I think, a two-year contract with the Sharks. Did an outstanding job here as a leader. Nice player. Fourth-line guy, though. So so on the ice, not this huge loss, but certainly from what he contributed, along with the also-now-departed uh, Ian Cole, both of them brought a lot to the room, as they like to say, in hockey. He has been replaced by a guy by the name of Frederick Goudreau, who uh, played three seasons with the Predators, which also meant that he played for the AHL Milwaukee Admirals, which Dean coached. And so Dean knows him well. Now, Goudreau last year spent 19 games, scored two goals, and had 10 points with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But he is now going to be a member of the Wild. And we thought when we saw that, um, Dex, we thought, I think, okay, fourth line wing probably, center possibly. (sighs) I'm going to set you up for this. I I feel like you're going to react more uh, disgusted than I am, but it, it's intriguing. So Dean knows this guy. He's got some offensive talent, and Dean Evison likes him. And there already is talk now of him potentially playing as the center with Declan Goff's guy, his main man, not Kirill Kaprizov, but Kevin Fiala. Um. So, Dex, what did you text me immediately after seeing that, and after sleeping on it for at least a few hours last night? What are your feelings about putting Kevin Fiala with Freddie Goudreau?
1: Well, my uh first thought to you when I saw the Ke- uh, Fiala first off arbitration thing was they are saying a word that I'm not going to say on the podcast. Is what was my first thought, and then with Goudreau, I mean, he's an interesting case because. Analytically, he actually played pretty well in Pittsburgh last year, like a little bit maybe more above his shoes. And these two played together also in Nashville and both Goudreau and Fiala were together with the Predators. And in a small sample size, a very small sample size, when I mean small, I mean 47 minutes at 5-on-5. Yeah, they were a positive Corsi team. They created some high danger chances. That's not really something I would use as a nugget of, oh, this would be a great pair. Let's try it out. Um, I think that's mall practice. It, uh, Kevin Fiala needs someone else to help him out, and it's not someone who is a bottom six forward. Um, I think in general, that would not be a good good place to start. Want to try it out in training camp? By all means, go for it. You're going to throw things against the wall in training camp and see see where it rolls from there. But in general, Kevin Fiala is a is an electric player and... He needs someone else with a little bit more creativity, and I think I, the, the the side from Dean and the side from other 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 areas where they would say that works together. Well, Goudreau might be more of a defensive forward, and he can help out Fiala because Kevin can, you know, is prone to mistakes here and there. No, I I I would rather have him have a more offensive first uh, center with him. Uh, yep. Kevin Fiala would deserve a hell of a lot more than that. And I know we're going to dovetail into this in a little bit, but this offseason and with just the way things are going, I mean, it, it is clear and we've hinted, you've hinted at it more than I have. They, this organization from Bill to Dean looks at Kevin Fiala a lot differently in the way that I look at him and in the way that you look at him. And it's, it's with, with this team now going to arbitration yep. that, that solidifies that. That 100% solidifies that. I know, I know the actual reason why they're doing that because it basically guarantees he will be under contract next season. Arbitration's a little different in hockey than it is in baseball. But th- 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 it is very clear that they are nowhere near going to be agreeing to a long-term deal. I think it's slim to none that they agree to a long-term deal at this point. Oh,
0: I think it's none. I think it's absolutely none. And, and so, to your point, the ar- arbitration process in baseball is players file. Teams don't file. They can't file. Uh, In hockey, players and or a team can file, but teams rarely do. It's almost always the player, which makes perfect sense. In this case, the Wild is forcing the Fiala camp's hand by filing to go to arbitration against their own player, okay, which is not normal. Um, They, I don't get. I guess I would like to know truthfully how they see Fiala and if guys like Dean and Bill have been exposed to guys that can score goals before. So to them, it's not as big of a deal because look, Kevin Fiala, when it comes to this franchise Dex is an elite goal scorer. Like yes. when it comes to the history, think about what we've seen. I know. Think, think about how tough it's been for this team to score goals and, and flat out Kevin is a more talented human being as a player than like Zach was. Zach worked hard and scored goals, but I mean they were not these great. Oh my god, I can't believe he scored that goal! Or, or what Kevin, what Kevin can do at times is is really top notch. I'm not saying he brings it. I know it drives people crazy, and I'm not saying that he brings it on a nightly basis. Um, but I'm also saying that if you've watched this team as long as as I have, you have, and lots of fans have. You appreciate a guy that can score goals naturally, and Fiala has that talent. It's almost like Bill and Dean are like, yeah, but we've seen that before. So, yeah, I think that this is trending wrong. It doesn't feel right. And I'm getting a weird feeling, and this could be nipped in the bud in one week or one day, okay? But I'm curious what your reaction is to this. I'm getting a weird feeling about why two contract negotiations with two just crucial players Kaprizov and Fiala seems to be going so sideways yeah like what's going like what's going on here and the Kaprizov thing and look Gro Kaprizov is likely represented by an a- agent who we all wouldn't necessarily trust that, that that's that's the deal at times with the guys that uh, represent the Russian players I understand that one but nonetheless like I'm not going to sit here and just blame him. I'll blame both sides. Get this deal done and, like, just agree to something. Okay, it's four years. That's not ideal, but it beats three. And if he's not going to do six or seven or eight, which he's clearly not, get a deal done. In the Fiala case, it's almost like the Wild is treating him like a of afterthought. Like, well, until we get Kirill done, we're going to arbitration. Now, Kevin can pick once this is filed, which it has been and it, it sounds like, like the hearings for, for arbitration-eligible players will be between August 11th and 26th, Kevin can now pick if he wants to go to arbitration and get a one-year or two-year contract. And if he gets two years, it walks him into being a free agent, which at this point, I'm guessing he wants to leave. Yep. But it's he's almost like, um, like an afterthought to the Kaprizov thing. And so I guess I'm very confused by this entire thing. These are, right now until you trade one of them, these are your core guys, right? Yeah. Your star players. So like, I guess my question is, what are we doing here? And I like bill. I think bill does a really good job and he's done a lot of good things, but I guess the acrimony about this leaves me sort of baffled.
1: I I'm really puzzled, uh, with the Fiala part of it. I, I, I get career. Uh, the agent is a, is, is being an agent. I almost said something else. He's being an agent. And, he, yeah, and and Kirill also is recognizing the fact, too, that, hey, I stepped in and was the most electric player on your franchise, maybe of all time, and I deserve to be paid, and I also want a short-term contract so I can also do this again three to four years from now. I get that, yep. camp I, what, I, I would love him here for six to seven years, but I understand that. Kevin Fiala is saying, all right, I got here, and over the last 100-plus games, I'll, I'll wash out when he was acquired from the trade deadline, when he kind of was a non-factor, but for the last 100 games, I have been your guy. I have been an elite goal scorer. I have produced at every level. Um, He shoots the puck a ton. These goal scores are hard to find. And you are basically saying, and so he walks up to their contract negotiation, says, and I'm worth blank. I'm worth, let's call it $6 million per. And they're saying, ah, no, we more value it like four or five. Well, then how come Kirill Kaprizov is asking for seven and eight and he did it in half the amount of time? So I, I get why Kevin Fiala is absolutely frustrated. I look at this his statistics. He shoots a lot. He has a higher goal rate than Niederreiter than Jason Zucker in his wild tenure. He if you mapped out his goal rate over 82 games, it's 28 goals a season. This team has been starving for natural goal scores night in and night out in its entirety. And now you're basically you're going to arbitration and you're going to have an arbiter if it gets there by the way. And and, and it is it's very rare we actually get to the arbiter in NHL. I will point that out, but it they're, they are sure. basically assuming the fact that we're going to pay you this. You're going to ask for this. The Arbiter will come to that happy medium and say, you're going to pay him for this. So I, I just think it is a dangerous road to just let Kevin Fiala basically either walk back up to RFA status or in two years from now, him being a UFA, and if he continues this, well, then you just made a gigantic mistake because if he continues the rate he's at over the next two years and he agrees that one one last contract from the arbitration rate, He is going to get the moon. He is going to get paid, and he deserves to get paid. So I I just think it's a very foolish decision here to just assume that we can't figure out the happy medium for you when you have been the most dynamic player, Yeah, not named Kirill Kaprizov for us, over the last 100 games.
0: Yeah, and are they planning on trading him? Like, I, I just don't understand the approach, because it's just so clear that the message to the Fiala camp is, Wait for Kaprizov. You'll get what he doesn't. Um, he deserves better than that. There's a lot of guys that I'd say that's fine. Who cares, right? But he deserves he deserves something more than that for what he's done. Um, and it's just it's as if that there's a an end game here that we don't know about. Yeah. And I don't know if that is an Eichel trade that they're still going to try to do. Like I do feel as if something else is coming. And I don't know what that's going to, to be, and we'll get to a potential part of that storyline in a second. Um, but the whole thing seems weird, and and the silence with Kaprizov, I understand. And look, I think he comes back here, but um, I mean, if you think you know, well, he'll if we if we play hardball, we'll get six years. I don't see that unless you write an enormous check, yeah. which I don't think you want to do. So it's a very it's, it's a strategy. I get that. I just don't know if it's the right one with the players that we're talking about. And and uh, until Fiala is traded, your team rides on him, uh, which gets to, or at least on, on him and Caprizov, I've got something else. So Dean said one thing that plays off of the Fiala storyline decks that I'd like to talk about with you, because it rubbed me the wrong way, okay? And I, I know it's a team thing, and Dean's big on team. Um, But he basically had a quote that said, I'll paraphrase. If you get the chance to play for our team, be excited with any center you play with. I saw that. Okay. I don't want to dissect a lot of Dean quotes because they're cliches, and so is that. But nonetheless, can I just backtrack for a second here? And I'd like your thoughts on this one as well. All right. Real Kaprizov, we could say what we want. Maybe he's greedy. He might be an oddball. I don't know. Um, but of all of those things, he is a, as we found a 50-plus games last year, a phenomenally talented player. And Fiala's damn good, too. And you played Kaprizov quite a bit with Victor Rask. And God bless him, this guy I like, but he's a winger, Ryan Hartman. And you're really going to tell me the first day of training camp that there's a chance that you're going to trot these guys back out there and say, hey, Kirill, just – and hey, Kevin, be happy no matter who you played with. Freddie Gujo, come on down because you're Fiala center. My reaction to that was these aren't midget players. This isn't bantams. Right. This is the NHL you're trying to win. And do you think Kirill of and Fiala look at Rask and be like, "Okay, yeah, now we're all in." <laughs> did, did that strike you as asinine? Yeah, as it did me, because it struck me as an asinine comment.
1: Yeah, it's I was pretty bad. I, I didn't understand that either. Um, you, th- there, there's just no way you can go into this season uh, with Rask and and Ericssonek. And you know what? The one good comment from Dean was him saying that, yeah, you know, on paper maybe I shouldn't break up him and Felino and Grima. They are great, but you know what? If 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 it makes more sense to move him up in the lineup and make him more of a dynamic player, then we'll explore that, and we should explore that. I applaud him for that one, because he basically yep. admitted that you know what, if even though this line is good, well, he might elevate other players. You know, he might end up elevating Kevin Fiala. He might end up elevating Kirill Kaprizov. So, mm-hmm. I, I I think it's malpractice and absolutely absurd to just roll with. Guys like Victor Rask again, and and not address your center. And I I believe there is a plan in the works here for them. So I I don't want to just you know assume that they're not going to do something. But it, it it's really starting to perplex me on just well what what is the actual plan here? Because if all right, if you moved Fiala and you got let let's just say it's Thomas Hurdle, let's say it was part of the package to get Thomas Hurdle. You know what I would sure. say? All right, all right. I am upset that they lost Kevin Fiala, but you just inserted a number one center, and yep. now you have now your center depth is looking better because Thomas Hurdle makes everything look a lot better in the situations. And Thomas Hurdle and Joel Eriksson Ek, well, now I don't care that Victor Rask can play third or fourth line because he's not going to be playing out of his shoes. I still don't like Victor Rask, but I can get that. I can get down with that. I just don't know what their actual plan is here, and I'm st- I'm just trying to figure it out because it is. Starting to get a little perplexing to me.
0: Oh my gosh, who lives in that cabin?
1: What's wrong with their lakeshore? Look at all those weeds. Ugh, that is the worst cabin on the lake.
0: Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use? Yep, just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lakeshore weed-free. don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside.
1: Oh, now who's the busybody?
0: Call one 328 9350 or go to aquaside.com. Yeah, I agree and and these contracts need to get taken care of with as little acrimony as possible, right? Yeah. Like it feels like this is trending into a falling out of sorts. Um and I don't want that with these two. Mm-mm. It's not good business. No. It's not good business. I you know what? I agree with playing hardball to a point, but at some point too, you've got to look at who you're playing hardball with and say these are for now key contributors, uh, which gets us to what you just referenced, Declan. A report, I believe, it's been out there previously. Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet, who is who is basically a a shefter oh, yeah. of of National Hockey League reporting in Canada, threw it out there that the Wild is among the teams. I think he threw out three or four teams among the teams to watch in the Christian Dvorak uh, potential for a trade. The Coyotes are doing a what appears to be hard. Rebuild so everyone can be moved. Dvorak, and I immediately got tweets back saying, Oh God, no, he's not that good, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing Christian Dvorak can win faceoffs. He's a solid player. Um, he's the type of guy who who I think there are some who think if you spring him out of the coyotes and get him to a good team, yes. could thrive could thrive far more. And aside from Eck, He is an upgrade on your current, so I'm not talking about Marco Rossi. He is an upgrade on your current centers, okay? If you can make this trade at a reasonable return to the Coyotes, which I think you probably can, this to me is the exact type of trade decks that we've been talking about. No, it's not an Eichel, at least when when healthy and able to play. No, it's not a hurdle. It's not an A1 guy but it improves your depth and he's a quality player. This is the type of trade or the type of guy that I think might be a realistic return Mm -hmm. uh, to play a position at which, you know, I don't want Victor Rask playing top six. And I'd I'd prefer that a guy like Ryan Hartman can play the wing, probably bottom six. Mm -hmm. So Christian Dvorak, it's not like he's going to get here and become a superstar. But I do think that he has a skill set which would make you a better team the second that he arrived on your roster.
1: I agree. Um, and he's under contract for four and a half. He has a modified and very limited modified no trade clause for, the, for two of the last four years of his contract if you were to acquire him. Um, yeah, to your point, he's, he's a solid center. Uh, he wins faceoff, which this team has had numerous problems with uh, last season. Uh, he's, he's a guy that should be able to flirt with scoring about 20 to 25 goals. He makes you deeper. I don't think it costs a first-round pick. I don't think it costs the moon. It wouldn't cost a top prospect. I'm not saying get him for peanuts either. I'm curious what that. Re- if it's the right return, I'm I'm totally all in on this. I I don't think you have to Agreed. overpay for him. You know, if if wishful thinking. Um, excuse me. I I would rather have a guy like Clayton Keller. I even with Arizona being in a rebuild, they're probably more less hesitant to
0: move someone like Keller. I think. Um, his, I think his contract's big though, which they don't want. Sure. I think they'd love to trade him. Um, They would love to trade him. And
1: I would rather take Clayton Keller over Christian Dvorak. I, I really would. I think Keller's keeping. He's twenty three. He's he's a stud. Check check out his
0: contract, though. Yeah. Just quick, because I think I think that's, I think the Coyotes would love to move Keller. But the problem is what you'd be taking back. Big big time contract. He's got a seven point one cap hit, and yeah. Keep in mind, starting next year, you can't. Yep. Yeah, but Dvorak. But Dvorak's contract. Mm-hmm. Makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I, I, I can't take back a big contract.
1: No, there. <clears throat> and I get that. But yeah, I think if Dvorak steps in here, I mean, last year he was having a, a pretty damn good season. He was on pace to have a career year. Um, if you if you map out the numbers over 82 games, he would have had career highs and goals and points. So, um, I, I think it's obtainable, and it's four and a half million dollars. And you know what? I oh, I don't know how else to our point about fitting contracts under. I think that's ideal. I, yep. I mean, you player put, would
0: have to go out probably, and
1: you're putting eggs in a basket that you're, that you're saying, "Hey, I mean, if this Dvorak situation doesn't work, well, we, man, this that was a miss. But every everything you do is gonna... There's a risk. There's risk involved in everything you do when you make a trade like this. So, yep. I, I, I would, I'd be open for it. And and then I think, yeah, if you have Ek and Dvorak as your one and two, um, yes. that if and all things considered, if you don't move Fiala, well, now all of a sudden, I kind of like where this team is heading. It, it, it's and not. Rossi-
0: it's, and Rossi potentially is your mm-hmm. three.
1: I'm, I'm with you here. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it could be solid. a hell of a lot of fun. Boldy on a wing on one of these two. I mean, all of a sudden things look pretty damn good. So yeah, I, I, w- I think it doesn't cost the moon and it's, it's probably the more obtainable player. It would make a lot of sense.
0: All right, sir. Final thoughts before we wrap up another stellar edition of <laughs> Judd's Hockey Show. Uh, d- just uh,
1: Billy, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting We're here. Waiting. My buddy, I like you. You're a friend of the show. Uh, I would love for you to make a move here. So let's get cooking. I want to see a center. I want to get a center in here.
0: I think he has a plan. I just, the, the only thing I guess I really object to at this point from the team standpoint is I don't like how they're treating Fiala and I don't understand why he's not being treated, not like a superstar player, but he's damn near a star player. So that's the one thing that confuses me. All right, Dex, do your thing and we'll talk to you soon. Fast shoot score.